Okay, first of all, I'm crazy sorry. The frat house fire, real boner move. We talked about that earlier. But the second fire, it's a freak thing. If anything, it's because I was trying too hard to do what you asked. I'm not blaming you. Skip, do you know why I decided you should move back here? So that I could be surrounded by people who can keep an eye on me? Absolutely, but also this can be a new phase in your life. A chance for you to become a doer of things rather than a man to whom things are done. To be the lion and not the gazelle, to be a man. Man, it's good. Oh my God, I love you so much. Okay, you and I are different. In a lot of ways, you're more like your mother. She had a spark, you know, way with people I never had, and you have that too. I have a spark. All I ask is that you use that spark for something other than setting things on fire. And welcome, everyone, to a special New Year's episode of What to Watch, Two Guys Watching Too Much TV. I am, of course, is your host, Chris, and joining me, as always, is Jeremiah. How's it going, Chris? Oh, it's great. How's, how's 2013 treating you already? Oh, wonderful. And it's only been, what, uh, well, for me, about maybe six hours or so, because I did not get up till a little bit uh, late this morning. You seem to have really enjoyed sending out 2012 there. Yeah, I was going on 11 before we actually... It was pretty late. I can't remember. It was pretty late, though. Something like that. Well, that's good. Uh, Since we spoke, also, the Christmas holiday has happened. uh, Yes, it did. Did your family enjoy the season there? Oh, yeah. We had a a pretty good Christmas, I think. Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, Very well. It was nice when we were opening gifts. We saw our neighbors walking their dog in shorts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and all that fun stuff. Although it has gotten, I would say, jacket weather. Oh, no. Not jacket here. weather, Chris. Please say not jacket weather. What happened to your sunshine state here in Florida? Yeah, but, you uh, should complain. Got a lot of fun stuff. I picked up uh, Pixar's Brave, which I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. When when that first they started talking about it, I was like, oh, boy. Because Pixar never really focused on the humans. They've always been side characters. So... With true, a, true. With a film that is 90% humans, how is that going to work out? But it turned out very well. Mm-hmm. And um, I also got The Avengers, which my wife loves because she likes um, Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. And she likes, oh, mm-hmm. I'll mess his name up, but the gentleman who plays Hawkeye. Oh, yes. Um, you caught me off guard. I can't think of his name, he, but I know you're talking about I think he's in a couple romantic comedies or something. But Yes, he's. I think likes, he's more known for that. Yeah. So she likes both of them, so she enjoys the Avengers. Um, sure. So speaking of like Avengers and stuff, uh, what what new movies are coming out in 2013? Because isn't Avengers coming? No, tw- Avengers is 2015. But there are things coming out in 2013. That is correct. And by the way, Jeremy Reiner is his name, right? Jeremy Reiner, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about. We could talk briefly about that movie's coming up this year. Uh, I tell you what, one one that's coming out uh, really soon that I'm looking forward to is the Gangster Squad with uh, Sean Penn. Oh, Have is you that seen another the kind of crime for that one? drama or is that period piece? Mm, it's a period piece. It's uh, okay. it's, yeah, it's. I want. I'm trying to think of the name of the gangster. Maybe I'll come up with it here in just a second. But it it's definitely a, a period piece that. Uh, from what I understand, uh, but I'll uh, I'll try to think of uh, the gangster they're actually portraying here. But uh, yeah, so it's it's got a lot of big stars that are going to be in it, and uh, I don't know a whole lot about it as far as um, 
I mean, I saw the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, pretty much about it. But yeah, it definitely, it takes place in the 1940s, 1950 time frame in Los Angeles. And I thought it chronicled a, a real uh, gangster. Oh, Mickey Cohen. The oh, gangster Mickey, okay. Mickey Cohen. There you go. It's got Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling is going to be in it. Uh, so that's something that's kind of on the near future. Um, a couple other ones I'll mention. I am obviously, I will go and see the newest installment of Die Hard just because I have ah. to. It's it's you it's know, part of my nature. Did you I, I enjoy have to the see last it. Die Hard? Because I was very on the fence. <laughs> I was like, some parts of it was like, oh, that's pretty neat. And the other parts were like, what movie have I walked into? So. <laughs> well, I, I'll be honest with you. It was just okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. nearly as good, of course, as the first three. Uh, but it's one of those things. It's John McClane. I'm going to go yeah. see it. I'm going to go spend 10 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever it is, I'm sure, to see it. Even though, is it really a worthy to see in a movie theater? Maybe not. I don't know. But I'll go and see it anyway. And then I would say, um, other than, of course, seeing the next installment for The Hobbit, which won't be till this Christmas, if I'm if I'm wrong, right? Does that sound right? I, I think, think it's Christmas they're doing time. every Christmas, but they, I know so many people I heard Christmas and then splitting, splitting it in threes. They might do Christmas and then summer, summer. or something like that, that. That's what I heard, too. So I heard Christmas and then summer. But I wanted to... I think uh, the one that's really exciting me, of course, is to see the uh, the next installment of the Star Trek series. Now, I didn't know you were that big of a Trek fan. Oh, yeah. Or did yeah. you just really jump on board this new, you know, J.J. Oh, Abrams no. version? No, no, no. I fell in love with Star Trek. I was pretty young, and I watched all the what well, it was pretty much the old series that I got started in uh, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I saw them all reruns, of course, and um, loved them. And then started watching the movie. So, and uh, then of course I I watched Next Generation. Now I will tell you I'm the kind of Trekkie. But after Next Generation, that was pretty much it for me. I did not really watch a lot of the other series. I watched okay. a little bit of Enterprise. Was that the one right with um, Scott Bakula? Scott Scott yeah from Saint our old very own Saint Louis and Scott Bakula. Yes. He was in that, and I did watch a few episodes of that, but honestly, I did not watch much of that because that was when Star Trek kind of started dying out for me. I didn't really, okay. other than occasionally catching a movie when it came out or whatever, but I didn't really watch a whole lot of Star Trek after that. Uh, but I will say I've been very impressed with the the relaunch or the reboot, how we, shall we say, and right. uh, I really like what J.J. did with it, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he has in store for us on the next uh Series, and I'm sure there's other movies. Obviously, they're coming out in 2013 that I will yes. be really excited about, but I just can't think of one right now. Um, what about I'm you, buddy? I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the Star Trek one. I got to see a preview uh, during the beginning of the Hobbit for that, and looked mm-hmm. very exciting. It does. Um, can't wait for Man of Steel. Of course, that'll be out. Good. Glad you mentioned that. That's another one that's that I'm one, sure gonna be very um, good. You know, a lot of people kind of dumped on Superman Returns, but I thought it was still a decent film. I didn't think it was horrible, but I don't – I mean, when you have to live up to Christopher Reeves, you know, portrayal of Superman and and these films that have aged so well in our minds that they, we hold them up so high that it's hard to come out of that one, you sure. know. It's so, I agree. I think it was an okay follow-up. wasn't the best, mind you, but it wasn't as bad as a lot of people said um, – Another movie I think I thought originally was going to be horrible, but 
from the trailer and what I've been hearing, um, the Long Ranger looks actually kind of decent. Saw the trailer. I'm definitely intrigued more than I thought it was going to be. It piqued my interest. Yes, I agree. And uh, Iron Man 3 comes out this year, too, remember? Iron Man 3. That should be uh, good. That'll be good. Now, hopefully it doesn't keep declining. Like, you know, 1 was the best, and I think 2 kind of did okay. And then I hope 3 is not as bad. I think he's got better villains than 2, so I think it should be better. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I have a question for you. I don't know if you've heard it. What, what was the uh, uh, process in reasoning for uh, pushing back The Great Gatsby? Because I thought that was going to be a Christmas release, and now I'm seeing it's going to come out on in May. I wonder what happened there. You haven't heard anything, have you? I don't know about you? that one, no. Okay. But um, uh, there's going to be a lot of good ones. Oh, look yeah. here. I see Hangover 3 is coming out. And uh, <laughs> did we did we already see that with Hangover Two and Hangover One? I mean, how many times are they going to do this? It's, it, uh, I don't know, but what a joke! Like, haven't I? I didn't watch the second one just because I heard it was like, well, if you've seen one, you've seen the second one. So I'm well, like, okay. I, I broke down and saw it, and and they're okay. absolutely right. There's no need to see it because you've already seen the first one. And so. um, one movie that had gotten pushed back to 2013 is. The new GI Joe movie yes. with uh, Bruce Willis. So yeah, I I definitely will probably. I'm very on the fence of going in the theater to see it because action movies are very fun on the theater screen. Sure, yeah. But I'm also like, well, the first one wasn't the best. I'm glad I rented it. So sure. my wait to rent that one. And I'm very on the fence with that one. Yeah, going through the list here, I did not realize that the there's another there's another Wolverine movie coming out. Yes, it's like set in Japan or something. Okay, I I, I feel terrible that it, uh, but I did not know that. So, so it looks like there's a lot of good ones that yes. we could get excited about for 2013. Yes. Uh, now, uh, as we kind of mentioned, uh, the Hobbit. We both saw the Hobbit. Now you saw it one time. I saw it one time. Yes, we did. Yeah. What did you, you think? Uh, well, you saw it in the 24 frames, non 3D, like. A 2D uh, version. Yeah, I saw it in the boarding version. That's correct. Yeah. And I saw it in IMAX, 3D, 48 frames. A I mean, you know, basically did everything but give me, you know, a soda and Hobbit feet. So that was <laughs> quite, quite the expense there to go. But yes, um, we went and at the very beginning, you start watching it and it's like, uh-oh, I'm not going to get used to this fast motion because in the beginning it starts with older Bilbo starting to write in his book and it looked like he was just blazing through that so i was like oh no this is going to be like everything is going to look comically fast forwarded but fortunately after about 10 minutes your eyes adjust to that speed so you're not seeing that as much even when they're running they look like they're normally running i guess because when they speak their mouths move at a normal speed and, you know, mm-hmm. their voice comes out at a normal speed, so your brain must make an adjustment. Right. The only thing I didn't like is the 48 frames enhances it too much, I believe. I mean, mm-hmm. just too much. It oversaturates things. It looks like – it's weird. It's like on some respects, it looks like it was shot on videotape. And then especially with the computer graphics because there's – well, there's like – 400 scenes of them walking but mm-hmm. the one scene where they're walking there it's like a downward shot they're the camera's up above and they're walking on this like bridge mm-hmm. and you can see 
where the platform the actors are walking on and where the computer generated, you know, water is extremely clear. There is a difference in hue and tone shift right there. And like, right. when they're actually in New Zealand up by the mountains, it looks like I am standing on the set watching them. But when mm. they start going behind what looks like a matte painting, which was not, it was some computer generated thing, it looks like they're walking behind a matte painting or something. It reminded me of those like 1940 adventure movies where he's like chopping through the African jungle and really it's just a screen behind him playing over and over this scene of a jungle. So hmm. it, I don't know. I love the movie. I love the story. Um, I thought it was a good breaking point of where they left off on the film. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, okay, so the story is called There and Back Again. They really didn't even get there yet. So no, that's I true. Guess, I guess the next movie will be there, and the third will be back again or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I did look up the title of the second one, and I, I think it was – it has something to do with Saruman in the title. Yeah. Uh, something like Saruman's Journey or something like that major. But uh, overall, yes, I would agree with you. Well, first of all, is as far as your comments about the, the frame issues and stuff with the twenty with the forty eight uh, frames per second, this is actually a very common thing. You're not the only one that felt that way. I've heard a lot of people talking a little bit about that. Uh, in fact, I, I believe one of the episodes it was either this week in tech. Or maybe MacBreak Weekly with uh, Leo Laporte. Uh, he, they, some one of his guests had mentioned that as well. That it was uh, very uh, saturated, hard to watch. Uh, was grainy a little bit at times, especially those big shots. Uh, really kind of lost you there. And uh, so you're not alone in that. It sounds like it was yeah. not probably the way to really see it. I had read some of that going in, but I'm like, oh, these are all reviewers. They're film snobs. They, yeah. You know, these are the guys that thought, you know, that there's no like 35 millimeter film left or something sure. like that. I'm like, oh, I'll go and I probably won't even notice it. No, you notice it. So. <laughs> right. Well, uh, that's kind of a shame. But as far as a movie, the movie itself is concerned and the story and all that stuff, I thought they did a very nice job. I think if you are a fan of the book, you're going to mm-hmm. really appreciate this even more because there's so many little nuances and little small parts uh, that they they put in the film that you normally probably would not have seen if it wasn't for the fact that they're going to drag out this story into three movies. So he was able to put a lot of that little stuff in there that you did not expect, and I think that was very uh, enjoyable, and I think they did a nice job also to kind of putting the story, putting it together, you know, where now you're kind of understanding... Like when you think of the original Lord of the Rings movies, a lot of people who are not fans of the books now start to understand why elves and dwarfs don't quite like each other. So like in the right. first one, uh, Legolas and uh, Gimli didn't like each other clearly, but we didn't really quite understand that. But now that you're seeing the the hobbits, you're getting that backstory and finding out, oh, this is why the hmm. dwarfs aren't big fans of the, of the elves. So... My I like wife, all that stuff, though, you know? Right. I, I love how they tied it into the first one because, you know, you see Elijah Wood at the beginning, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. telling Bilbo he's going to go meet Gandalf. Love that, And that yep. ties right into the beginning of The Lord of the Rings. 
Yes, if they did a nice, that's kind of what I was saying, yeah, the nice yeah. job tying all that up and really making it work. And I talked to people who are just kind of casual fans of the book, or the story, of the story mm-hmm. you know, the movies of the first ones with the Lord of the Rings. And I asked them, well, what did you think about this? And that was one of the things they all mentioned was they loved how it kind of tied things in there with the story and really giving us this backstory. And they're really enjoying that part of it. So I think yeah. if you're a, a, a big fan of the of books, you're certainly going to like it. I think if you like the Lord of the Rings, you're definitely going to enjoy this. Uh, mm-hmm. There will be parts you might find to be slow, but um, they do a lot of walking, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's warning. true. There's a lot of walking. Uh, so yeah, I would agree with them. Sure, for the average film goer, I could see how you might be bored in some areas. But like, if you're a, someone like myself who's such a huge fan of the book, I was never bored at any point in the movie right. at all. I was and, enjoying. It. Um, my wife had never read the hobbit or lord of the rings or seen it so we're doing this in order so that means it'll be three more years before i can show her uh the lord of the rings but still <laughs> it's good to get the original there you go. <laughs> the backstory first sure um also i mean the hobbit is definitely geared towards i wouldn't say a children's book it's much more lighthearted. it is than, more lighthearted because I mean, all that darkness hasn't happened silly in, in some respects right right so, and it's funny because she goes, because they started singing. She's like, is this a musical? I'm like, well, he writes a lot of songs. It depends on how many they put in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They put more than I originally would have thought. But, uh, again, that was fine with me. But I could see how some people may not like it. Right. But I, I have to say, I can't wait. I'll, it'll be another two years before I can buy the extended cut you know, box <laughs> set or whatever. But I will be doing it. Oh, I will, too. I will, I too. I enjoyed it. It was enough for me to give it at least four stars. I mean, I I could have even given it higher than that. Uh, I think as an average movie, it was definitely at least a four star. And then for mm-hmm. a Lord of the Rings fan, it's probably a five. I mean, they did a great right. job. So, All right. Well, let us talk about this show neither one of us had seen. I only got to see it on Hulu because I missed the one sneak peek day. Yes, we both did. So we both wind up yes. seeing it on Hulu. So, 1,600 pen. Yes. Now, it it is from a lot of the writers of, like, Modern Family and stuff, or, like, same directors. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's tied to Modern Family because they, they promote that a lot. But when I watched this episode, it felt like I was watching an episode of Parks and Recreation. For some reason, it, mm-hmm. like, either had the same kind of comedy beats or same type of character archetypes or whatever i'm like this is like an episode of parks and recreation and so Hmm. it because like the son who is the president's son who gets into a lot of trouble and is kind of silly reminds me so much of the character called andy from parks and rec who is very clueless about things very childlike Mm -hmm. um then you had like the president while he's not like Ron Swanson, he's, you know, he's kind of having to, he, he plays the comedy side too, you know, he, he says funny lines and, you know, he's, it, everyone here, I don't think, except for the, um, I don't know if he's a White House advisor or whatever, is about the only straight man. Everyone else is to tell jokes. <laughs> this is true. And this is everyone true. Everyone else is the joke tellers. Just everyone. Right. So. <laughs> That's a good point. I uh, I did think about that, but you are correct. Yes. Um. But, so what? What did you? So you? So it felt like you're watching a community episode. 
Uh, like a Parks and Rec. Oh, Parks yeah. and Rec. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, it felt that way. Again, I don't know if it was just like the way the comedy was or the characters were, but I felt that way. But you know, I like Parks and Rec, so it's not a bad thing. It just seemed very familiar. I'm like, hmm, okay, kind of familiar. But I have to say, I thought everyone did a good job. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I liked. You know, I always liked Jen Elfman, and I like, um, sure, Bill Pullman. Yeah, I like Bill and I like Jenna. She's always been someone mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Um, I was looking up too while you were talking too. Josh Gad, who plays the son, the the goofy mm-hmm. goofball kid. That's clearly probably the main. Seems like more of the main focus to me of the show. Is that how you felt too? Especially in this episode. Especially in this episode, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be. This story will be revolving around this the, the family of what it's like to right. be, you know. Uh, uh, you know the family of a president. Uh, so, but yeah, he was clearly one. He's one of the creators. And then, yes, you are you are correct. The other gentleman who is a uh, part creator is Jason Weiner, who's also has done some directing work with uh, Modern Family. So, you there there is some tie-ins there. You were correct about um, that. I was watching. I was flipping around, and we were watching the. I think the well at the time the NBC. Uh, New Year's Eve thing, and oh, they okay. uh-huh. had a lot of little spots from the, you know, the TV people, and they're like, so what was like, you know, your New Year's kiss, whatever, and they had the three main characters from uh, 1600 Pen, and the, the the guy Josh was like, well, I was trying to impress this girl, and I had just seen Spider-Man, and, you know, Jenna just starts cracking up, he's like, shut up, you don't know the rest of the story, and you know, he's like trying to re. I tried to recreate that Spider-Man kiss, and she never talked to me again. You know, so I'm like, well, this guy seems generally like kind of nerdy, goofy kind of character. So maybe, you know, he can bring some of that to to the actual television character. Yeah, that's yeah, maybe so. I I mean, I I tell you what, for me, this show, I'm gonna probably have to see more than one episode. Yes, and this might go into our theory about you know to truly be able to judge a show you probably need to see more than one episode although mm-hmm. i guess uh you know considering the fact that me and you have judged many shows on this particular podcast yeah. with just watching one episode but i'm saying that because i don't i'm not quite sold that this is going to be a great show and i don't know quite sure why yet but there just seems to be something lacking with it and i Maybe it's because I didn't wasn't drawing too quickly as far as with the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh's character, the goofy kid. You know, I just I guess I'm supposed to be really laughing it up with this guy, but there was no point in this. I thought, boy, this is just great. I mean, th- none of the jokes were really working very well for me. I just right. I, I, they I just kind of really fell flat for me. Either. I no, like, I did not. I did not really laugh at all, and I hate no. to say that, but I really did not. I thought this pilot was kind of poor myself, and mm-hmm. I, I again, I, I hate to judge something with only seeing one episode, and I will try at least to see maybe another episode or two. But I just was not completely taken with the show at at all watching this first episode, and I, I would if I was to judge. If I was to judge just with watching one episode, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be good for them. I would say I'd be surprised if the show makes it. And you know, if you think about sure. it, uh, Chris, anytime a show 
and I, 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 things have changed in television, so this isn't always the case anymore. But years ago, it used to be if you got this oh, mid-season or late-season uh, start of a show, it means that that means the network wasn't quite convinced that this is a first-run show that needs to start in September. This is a let's start in January kind of show and see how it does. You yes. know what I'm saying? So I have a feeling even the network wasn't completely sold that this was going to be good. No, I mean... Is that one, still follow today's standards? I mean, you think that's kind of true still today? I think to a degree, yes. But also, they have to compete with cable, who launches their stuff in the summer. So I think some of that is to compete with cable. Yeah, so I know, you're right. just like, stuff. But yeah, I general Can't, rule of thumb when I was growing up is like mid-season replacement stuff was like... Well, let's see what happens with it kind of thing. They yeah, didn't have the, the most confidence. The popularity of the cable shows have changed everything since cable mm-hmm. can pretty much release a show whenever the heck they feel like it. You know, So there's uh, big-time shows that are released all kinds of different times of the se- season, so it doesn't really uh, fall in suit. And you're right, the, the networks have become – much difficult now for them because now they have to figure out, well, we got to have a shows in the late winter now that are, that are doing well. we got to have shows in the summertime that are doing well. So you're right. It's it's definitely a different time in television. But I just – like I said, man, I hate to dog it, but I just really yeah. – this first episode I, wasn't doing it for me very much. I mean, you know, they were focusing on the Josh character, but like all those other kids were like – he has one of every type of – kid parents have on tv mm-hmm, and he's got mm-hmm. the overachiever character mm-hmm. kid he's got the screw-up kid yeah. he's got the two little kids that fight with each other you know he's you know all this kind of stuff and then like it didn't really explain the i guess his wife died is my only thought i think something um, like that yeah maybe they'll get more into it as the, the show the two on. kids seem somewhat young for him to have already remarried and whatnot uh yeah, his two youngest. I'm like, well, that seems weird, but um, <laughs> I thought so they're gonna have to explain a lot before I start buying into their premise. I agree. There was, uh, did you catch there? I think it was towards the very beginning of the episode. Uh, he's making some kind of speech, and it, there's um, a short window into the speech where he starts off his speech very similar to his speech in um, Independence Day yes. when he also played was, the president. Did you I notice that? for that reference. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to watch 10 episodes to get Independence Day speeches. <laughs> they didn't waste any time. No. They, wanted, <laughs> they like, jumped hey, right in there. remember him on Independence Day? <laughs> yeah. He's that, playing president again. Did, did they do that just to remind us that, hey, Bill has played a president before? I don't know. Well, sadly, <laughs> Independence Day has been quite a while since that movie was out. Oh, yeah. So. 99 or something yeah. like that. That, right that's it's been a while so maybe they did need to remind people i suppose so uh, not people for myself obviously because i was a big fan of that movie and I, I i have it on the the special dvd collection downstairs i believe so but uh yeah i just don't and speaking of bill i i know he's played the present before obviously mm-hmm. we just mentioned it but i don't know if this is gonna work well for him he's He's Again, t- he's like he should really be the straight man, but he's also kind of this joke teller. There's a yeah. whole thing involved with like him and this Spain's you know leader or whatever. Right. And it's like if he would have just played it straight and mm-hmm. had the son be kind of ridiculous in it, that's one thing. But he gets caught up in it, and he's very ridiculous and silly too. And it's like, well, you can't have everyone being the wacky character. 
you know, you got to have some people that aren't. So. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for with this character, mm-hmm. and uh, he, I mean, he's supposed to be the president, you know. So, uh, just, uh, we'll see. I mean, I we yep. could be we could be uh, I could definitely be wrong as far as the show is concerned. I mean, it could um, do well. I'm not sure what time and date it comes out on when it's going to be scheduled. If it's at a time and day where I'm not watching something, then I might turn it on. But if That's it's good point. against a show that I've already established myself as a fan of mm-hmm. it's not getting watched yeah that's a good point let's see the next episode according to imdb is january 10th now i don't know what day january 10th is i'll have to actually look at the real calendar here which i will that is on a thursday night now i don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to be the set night perhaps perhaps i don't know uh but if it is i don't know you know what i i don't have a whole lot that i watch on thursday nights so that I don't know, I might at least might be a good enough date for me where I might might do that. It looks like it is going to be Thursday nights that they're going to have the show on. Yeah. So if anybody is listening to this and is intrigued by the anything we've said, by all means check it out. It looks like it's going to be starting up on January 10th on yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, and there's so. really nothing I could say to discourage you from watching or like, oh, no. I just hated this one character. It just I don't know if it just didn't all gel right or what, but it just, yeah, I'm going to blame other writing. I didn't feel like I could give it a recommendation, but I can't say stay away from the show either. So. No, I mean, this isn't like the worst television show we've ever probably no. laid our eyes on before. But I think, that, like I said, there was something lacking there. I'm thinking maybe it might, might have been more with the writing than anything. So mm-hmm. that can be fixed, though. I mean, you the next episode might be great, you know, right. as far as the writing is concerned. So give it a couple episodes, see what you think. But um, I'm going to make a prediction here and say that it probably won't make it. And I, yeah, that's that's going to be my prediction. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it based on just the one episode I saw about two and a half stars. Okay. So I don't know about yourself. That's kind of what I'm I looking would, at. I would say two and a half. It is very middle of the road. Okay. Where, you know, it's like these actors can. I, I have faith in them. If they can get the right script to, to say, I think they could be really funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you said, we both mentioned uh, the cast, obviously a very good cast, and there's a lot of uh, good actors in there, so they could make it work. They could make it work. They could. We'll so, see. So let us move on to our okay. focused shows. Very you good. with... Finding Bigfoot and me with Till Death. I just happened to look up and there it was right there. Chills. I mean, just up and down your spine. His arms are really thick. He was tearing something out of the ground like a big tree. It is here. When you see it, you respect it. You leave it alone. Is Bigfoot out there? From Alaska. Sasquatches do exist. To Oregon. I definitely believe she saw something. To Florida. I got something coming at me on the therm right now. Each week, this expert team of true believers. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Fans out across America. We've devoted our lives to this. And uncovers evidence. These are the best prints I've seen in my life. Of this elusive legend. Was that you? I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Finding Bigfoot. New series, Sunday at 10, only on Animal Planet. Move it! 
I'm, uh, I'm Eddie Stark. I, I'm here to meet Kenny Westchester. Is, is he available? Okay, Chester. Your Kenneth Westchester favorite hobby, ColecoVision, favorite TV show, Webster? That sounds like Kenny Chester to me. Well, there must be some kind of mix-up, Mr. Chesty. I, I'm from the Big Brother program, and, and they told me that uh, you signed up to be a little brother, but I could see that you uh, have a mustache, so... Hey, man, my mom did sign me up for the Big Brother program like 25 years ago, but I never got one. Mm, I guess your name was still bouncing around in the system, and they matched us up because uh, uh, I like Webster, too. Yeah. I thought you might have been some guy my ex-wife sent over here to get my dog. Oh, no. Don't you say I'm unfit to take care of my own damn dog? Let me tell you something. If loving this dog with all my heart is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. I bet your dog is terrific. How you know my dog is terrific? Wait a minute. You're here for my dog. Beyonce, run! Beyonce, go! No, no, just listen. Uh, I'm not. I'm not here for your dog at all. Uh, you know what? It sounds like you got a lot on your plate, uh, Mr. Chesty. Let me. Let me ask you. What is. Uh, what is the safest way back to the highway? So we'll do bedtime stories and really Big Brother. Now, um, bedtime stories is reminded me of like a classic. Everyone loves Raymond episode. The whole focus about Joy's lamp and it just, you know, it becomes this focal object for um, Eddie and just gets obsessed essentially with it. Yes, that's right. I do remember this and, episode, yeah. And, you know, other guys aren't forced to go to bed at the same time as their wives and um, uh, it's just, it's a very interesting episode and it was very funny too. Now, why we thought it was funny because it was like everyone's rape loves Raymond or because I think I think these actors showed that they could do a show just as funny. You know, they did mm-hmm. need Ray Romano and and the other characters. So it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Well, that's good. That's good. It's funny because I think that particular episode I had seen not too long ago. I, I had saw it on. One of the stations that read that does play this show uh, more regu- regularly here lately with uh, syndication, and I just happened to catch that one again. I was reminded about uh, how funny that was with the. But you're right; there was a very much of a uh, how our um, everybody loves Raymond feel to that because it reminded me a little bit of um, two where you had uh, what was that? There was a one particular episode I remember with Raymond where uh, his him and his wife are, are fighting over who was going to put the suitcase uh, away. And mm-hmm. he left it on this stair step uh, like f- for weeks and weeks or whatever until one of them broke and finally was going to put it away. And this whole thing with the lamp, you know, granted it's not exactly the same situation, but that kind of style of writing where you just, you know that somebody's going to give here, or something's going to have to give with somebody. <laughs> somebody's going to have to give in here with this lamp thing. <laughs> right, and the other storyline was... Um... Jeff and his wife, Jeff finds out, like, what do you mean you don't You have a bedtime, essentially? Because he does, because his wife wants to go to bed with him and at the same time. And, you know, he, he didn't even understand that. And, you know, he tries to confront her about that. And, oh. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, so it's it's really good stuff. Now, I I it's kind of surprising that the show uh, again didn't last a little longer or do better than it did because these are these are one of those few episodes that uh, you could really tell it's it had really had something there, it and did. it was it was I a shame it couldn't good go on. So to watch, uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's it, like I said, it was it's really is disappointing that it didn't do even better than than it did. So it was kind of. Uh, Hoping for more there, and that uh, it didn't uh, make it a little bit longer. But right, uh, yeah, real, really smart writing. So uh, it was, um, it was Very pretty well. good. Um, the next episode, really Big Brother, is a key episode because it introduces a new cast member. Oh yes, uh, that's right. Yes, yes, because Eddie signs up to be Big Brother, and there's a little glitch in the system, and he ends up getting paired with uh, a grown man who applied 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. It was, uh, yeah, it was like he. <laughs> I guess his mom had um, applied for it when he was a kid, and and they never, I guess, brought him a big brother. And mm-hmm. but his name was still in the system. <laughs> Did he like when he showed up? I think when he shows up at the door, he thought he was uh, somebody from his divorce uh, creed trying to take his dog away, <laughs> something like that. Yes, which was a very unique and new way to introduce a cast member because usually in sitcoms it's just like oh the neighbor opens the door and there they are you know (laughs) right so this was a great setup and really fun to play out and you know it could have gone either way it could have just been a one-off character but um they really introduced him enough that people got familiar with him through this episode and you got to know him, and so when he started coming around again, I think you were already familiar with him. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it was – and it, it, he he fit right in, I thought, as far as his character. Yeah, he just like – it was it was a great – it was a great addition, I thought, to the show is the, the Kenny character. And, and the way they introduced him was just hilarious. So uh, I thought that it was good. It was really good. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot, and I liked, you know, the two of them are doing kind of the Big Brother stuff just because, like, neither one has anyone to go do this stuff with. So right. So they decided to do it together. And... <laughs> yeah, that's all that Eddie's character needs is another person to goof around and do childish things with that's just going to drive his wife crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny, of course, winds up being another one of those characters. So Right. So... I enjoyed this one. Probably bedtime stories a little more, but I definitely say Kenny um, was not uh, a bad addition to the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was really needed, but um, I definitely say, you know, it didn't suffer for him being added. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That's a good so, point. That's well stated. I mean, and, and now revisiting it again uh, now a little bit later on after watching it, you know, many years ago. I think it's more fair to say that today than it was at the time, mm. uh, than especially looking back on it. But yeah, I agree. That's a that's a good good way to good way to say it. That's a good point. So, um, well, I guess uh, if you're ready, I guess I could talk a little bit about finding Bigfoot. Now, where, where uh, is Bigfoot on his trek across America this time? <laughs> well, I uh, now I wanted to start off by saying that I've ordered my Gone Squatching hat. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, though, I was talking with uh, some people at work. Um, I think I mentioned it on this podcast. I'm, I have a friend at, at work that is intrigued by this show. And I don't think you had started watching it uh, since you spoke. 
Oh, that's true. Last, okay, so you were just like you were gonna tell him okay. that that was the next set, but I, you hadn't actually spoken to him. That might be correct. When we last did a podcast, that mm-hmm. might be the one I said. Well, I did recently have talked to him since then, uh, mm-hmm. and we kind of exchanged very similar stories to what me and you have shared already on this podcast. That you know, we talked about how uh, just how real these characters are and how passionate mm-hmm. they are about this. And which makes it very entertaining, and not to not to mention, of course, the fact that it just blows your mind that someone could be so serious about something that clearly, to the rest of the world, we we pretty much are convinced that it's not real. But right. because they're so passionate about it, which definitely makes this uh, a show very uh, entertaining. Even though I will say, you know, it is true that pretty much most every episode is. is Pretty much the same. It is. Uh, one of the ones I was going to highlight and mention today is uh, I had saw the one recently with uh, uh, these uh, Sierra uh, de- uh, de- or desert area in the Nevada. And mm-hmm. now when I saw that particular episode, and there was a, one of the other ones I saw too that was very similar. Now these are the kind of terrains that I kind of when I think of Bigfoot, Chris, mm-hmm. this is what I think of. You know, lots of uh, wooded areas. Then you got some desert areas and the mountains, you know. So this is a perfect location. Uh, I also saw parts of the one where – uh, now, this is an older one where they were in Alaska, I believe it was. Yes, yes. That was like from the first season, yeah. This would have been the first season, right. And and both of these episodes, one of the things I thought to myself when I was watching them is I was like, okay, now I could really get behind if there's a Sasquatch alive. This is where I would kind of expect them to be. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, so I I kind of it kind of helped kind of sell the story a little bit more. Not that the Oklahoma one was terrible or anything, because they no. did go to some pretty remote areas, even though it wasn't too far outside of Oklahoma City. But at least it was in somewhere where you know, yes, it was far enough away where okay, I suppose a Sasquatch could live there. But this is like these episodes were like. We're really in the middle of nowhere, most of this, you know. Uh, yeah, there's some towns nearby or whatever, but it certainly felt like – I don't want to sound silly, but you know what I'm saying? It kind of felt like, wow, I could – yeah, I could definitely see a Sasquatch living here. Yeah, you it know? definitely matches more of that Pacific Northwest uh, look that you've yes. seen. You know, the Patterson-Gimley film and all that stuff has been shown a bazillion times. So right. it definitely fits that profile more right and and with both of these episodes you can see that the uh the pacing of the shows are very similar as far as you know they'll highlight a few stories of where someone had either taped or videoed or something of of, of what they thought was a sasquatch right. and they'll go to meet these people they'll have some conversations with them maybe they'll map out what uh, the situation was try to recreate it maybe if they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see the one with Sarah. He, the, the, the guy thought he left a, a a print on his on his car and they were trying to duplicate that. Uh, so I love that. And then of course you always have the classic scene which I always can't wait for. And this is the one where they actually meet in a town meeting hall area or something like that, yes. and they actually have conversations with these people. And I know we mentioned this before in the podcast before, but I just 
I, I love the format, and you just at least you know what you're getting into in every episode. Mm-hmm. And I know that yes, it does make the episodes feel like that they are the same every time. But let's be honest, they are going to be the same every time. Yes. <laughs> but that's they have a formula, and that's what they do. But it doesn't take away from the entertainment value of it. Uh, no, because you can't wait to see who else thinks that there might be a Bigfoot. Yes, and what is their trick? Their Wiley Coyote esque idea of how to trick a bigfoot into like the camera you know oh yes all these ideas of like well let's do this or maybe he likes this food or whatever and there's always a little spin on that yes and that's the stuff that i love yes that stuff is great i mean it really is uh let's see oh uh, one other thing too i wanted to mention i thought was enjoyable is that uh we we saw a scene in, in this Sierra one. I want to mention that one a little bit more since I know that one's, a, I think, a little bit newer episode. But they had went to uh, one of these um, – I don't even say – I don't even think it was really K, but where they had rock paintings you know, from you know, ancient uh, ancient paintings. And I think these mm-hmm. – were these supposed to be somewhat famous if I remember right in the episode they discuss? I uh, think it's supposed to be like the oldest known drawings or something like that. Right, the oldest known, but I just the part I loved about this scene was, is the um, hearing them talk about how like, I think at one point he even described this is the Mona Lisa, of Bigfoot drawings. I know. And it was and like yes, Mona Lisa of Bigfoot drawings. This yes. is perfect. They always have some kind of great <laughs> saying about it's that. It's great. But and, uh, the, the oh. expressions of their face when they saw it was like, oh my god. This mm-hmm. this is Bigfoot. This yeah. is him. You know, it's just like this proves Bigfoot has been here for a long time. It was just like, oh. well, of course he's been here forever, buddy. <laughs> it was it was great. Yeah, these can't be anything else other than Bigfoot drawings, right? I mean, right. it has to be Bigfoot. That, uh, <laughs> I I listened to a Bigfoot. It's called the Bigfoot show or the bigfoot podcast it has scott oh, harriet really? from tech tv and okay and a couple others and they they talk about finding bigfoot and they talk about like you know the reason they enjoy renee on the show is she uses the word i don't know you know she's like i can't yes. say it is a bigfoot but i also can't say it's not a bigfoot you know yes. she's like i don't know this stuff and they're like that's not a dirty word why don't you just you know they they don't hate that Matt and Bobo is like, it is one or it isn't one. They can't <laughs> say that I don't know. They have to rule it one or the other. Yes, this is and true. They, they won't say, I don't know. <laughs> it could be. But they're just like, it is one. No, it's not. You know, so. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they're really parlaying this. They're, the Wendy's commercial is pretty funny. Um, the whole cast is in that one. Oh, okay uh-huh right and um <laughs> you know uh it's it's just very interesting now did your family get sucked into this episode as well or were you just watching it alone no they did not get sucked in i wind up watching this on on my own but i will say that uh the wife did watch a little bit of tail end of one of the older ones that i saw because we were flipping around television and we didn't see uh, anything that struck our interest, and I said, "Hey, look at that! 
uh, Finding Bigfoot's on. In fact, actually, that's, if I remember right, they had a marathon on recently. That's like the key to this show is like, well, there's nothing else on. Let's just turn this on. Yeah, it's like, hey, Big Finding Bigfoot's on. They're having a marathon. Let's watch, you know. And then that's kind of how it turned turned into seeing that one. <laughs> so she did see part of uh, one of them with me, but uh, but yeah, not not necessarily. Uh, they didn't necessarily get sucked in, but they, I like I said, I think they uh, were at least intrigued enough that they liked it. Uh, they definitely thought it was very entertaining. It entertains you because that's just it. You know, like when me and my wife watch it, you know, we're just rolling our eyes because it's like, oh, this is perfect bear country. And I'm like, well, then maybe people are seeing bears, you know. <laughs> oh, like Chris, no, it's not bears. It's not bears. <laughs> and it just goes right along. And you're just like rolling your eyes at things. And you just like, why am I watching this? And you find yourself saying that through the whole episode. But you watch <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. But I love how they take everything so seriously, too, because uh, the one episode, the woman said that she had saw the Bigfoot right outside her window, and she's trying to describe the length of his shoulders, right? And so they're, like, out there in front of this window, and they got a measuring tape, and they got it out, and they said, you this wide? Is it this wide? And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's possible. You know, it's just... They they just take this so seriously, and I think that's they just do. the part that's just so great about it, right? Now, I one thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if I've uh, – mm-hmm. I did not know this until recently, until the holidays came about, but I found out that I know someone who does believe – I don't know how strongly – believes there could be for real Sasquatches out there. Oh and I, I don't know if I could get her to come on the podcast, but – if I could, that would be great. We could ask Somewhere her if she's ever seen the show. Believes in Bigfoot. Yes. So I don't want to say anything more. And just think, but I'm I'm working on to see if I could get somebody on here that actually believes in Bigfoot okay. because that would be very entertaining. I think. See if they um, had seen the show and see what they think about it because that would be uh, intriguing. Um, one of the one of the things my wife loves ghost hunters, and I always mm-hmm. tease her whenever it's on, and I'll walk by. I'm like, oh, it's a rerun. She goes, no, it's a new episode. I'm like. No, listen, they're going to turn around and say, did you hear that? You know, and it's going to be like a thud. You cannot make out, but they're going to say it's voices, you know, of course, right. and things like that. You know, it's just everything <laughs> was exactly the same on Ghost Hunters. And then, of course, it's exactly the same here on the Bigfoot show. It's yes. Like, I, heard a, I heard a twig snap. Yeah. Oh, really? In the forest, you heard a twig snap. How did that No how that way. Possible? You heard a what? A yeah. a, 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 a wood snapping? Oh my God! You got to be kidding me! What's yeah. next? Ruffled leaves? I know. <laughs> and um, so I like to whenever they describe, I heard a thumping noise, and mm-hmm. then you'll hear like the sound effects would be like, you know, like like what they would expect <laughs> the sound of a Bigfoot walking. <laughs> it's always the same sound, I think. Yes. It's absolutely the same song, sound, but uh, it's so entertaining, though. Let's it's just entertaining. It. It's, it's, it's very it's entertaining. It's mindless. It's junk food for TV. It's a lot of fun. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> next, our next double blind. Um, there's a couple of shows coming out. Yes, there's. Good. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, particularly on my list is The Americans, which is on FX. Okay. It yep. takes mm-hmm. place in the '80s during the Cold War. Which I thought I always kind of find an interesting time in history. Yeah, that would then be there, very interesting. Then there's stuff you should know on the Science Channel. Okay. And yes, I think good. we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I saw a promo on ABC with um. Oh, what's the doctor's name from ER with the glasses? He was oh, in Revenge um, of the Nerds. 
What's his Anthony, name? Anthony, Anthony, Anthony yeah, Green? Anthony, no, Anthony, I'm Anthony Edwards. Anthony right? Edwards. I'm getting his name from ER mixed um, up. Yes, Anthony Edwards. Yep. It is the title of the show. I wrote it down. It's called <laughs> Zero Hour, and it looks like National Treasures, the TV show. Zero Hour? Now, I did not yes. see this one. I just saw one promo for it during, like, New Year's, you know, t- commercial break, and I was like, this looks like National Treasures, the TV show. Hmm. So I definitely want to check that one out. Interesting. Yeah, Ken Lung or whatever his name is that was in Lost is in it as well, looks like. Yeah. Well, that would be intriguing. Yeah, we have to check that one out. Uh, the only, I think the only one I other than uh, uh, that's not on your list that I think I mentioned to you too is the following, which uh, that stars um, Kevin oh, Bacon. Right. And that, that comes out, I think, on the 21st, so we can watch cool. that as well. So there's there's lots of things coming on here mm-hmm. that uh, the two of us could uh, uh, definitely cover that we could yes. uh, have on the next episode. So plenty of cool things to come back and listen to us talk about. Definitely. Uh, 2013 shaping up already. We yes. lots of new TV experiences. Yes. Hey, I, I forgot to mention the top of the show. There was two uh, two other movies I could recommend that I saw that are fairly new. One's uh, new on DVD and one's new in the theater. You want me to mention it real quick? Sure. What, did, what are those? Well, uh, for DVD, I finally got to see Ted. Very now, how now? I am not a Family Guy friend, so you know, a fan of his writing. I'm not skills. a big fan of the Family Guy neither. Like, I did think he was hilarious on Saturday Night Live, but anyway. sure, yeah. Well, I you know he's a funny guy, and I think this is a, a, a oddly enough, it was a very very entertaining, way more than I thought it was going to be. I. Remember when I saw the the preview for the for the for the movie, uh, when before it came out uh, over what last fall whatever it was, mm-hmm. and I was not intrigued. I thought it was like, oh, this looks dumb. I'm, there's no way I'm gonna watch this. And then a couple people from work, uh, guys, told me, oh, this is the funniest we've ever seen. And then the buzz started getting out on the movie that it was really really good. And it's like, well, by the time I got around to thinking about seeing it, it was already gone from the theater. I was like, well, when it comes out on DVD, I will go see it. And I did go see it, and I will admit I I was laughing pretty hard through quite a quite a bit of the movie. Uh, it is a very immature, uh, one of those kind of kind of movies that's going to make you very uncomfortable in some points. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that there's a particular audience for this. I think it's probably more of towards for for male for males for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very raunchy in some areas. Uh, as you can imagine, I mean, you, at one point the teddy bear uh, Ted is actually having sex with a woman, uh, so there it's not going to be for everyone. Uh, but if you're someone like myself, a that's a typical immature male, uh, you might really find this movie very entertaining as long as you go into it realizing this is just a very goofy film. You know what I'm right. saying? Kind of in the same category as a. You know, a hangover and a horrible boss is kind of comedy, mm-hmm. very crude. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of stuff that, you know, you probably don't want to watch this with your mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. kind of movie. Uh, but I, I thought I thought they did a good job. It was pretty entertaining. So I, I gave it at least uh, four stars when it comes to that particular category of movie okay. it would have been. Uh, and then the other one I saw is I saw Quentin Tarantino's new film, uh, Django Unchained. This uh, is a remake, right, of like a movie from the sixties. I'll take your word for it. I really okay. went into the film not knowing anything about the backstory or where Quentin got this idea or anything. Uh, I 
thought I'd heard some rumors that maybe there used to be a story. Maybe it was a movie or a television show or something that had something to do mm-hmm. about a, a black person, a black man being a, a bounty hunter during the you know slavery time. And I, I have to admit, I, that I really did not know anything about it. So my backstory is that I don't know much about that part of it. Uh, what I can tell you, it was a, a very typical uh, Quentin Tarantino film. Uh, lots of excess violence, uh, over-the-top, blown-out kind of violence, which you kind of have probably, by this point, have realized that if it's Quentin Tarantino, it is going to be very violent. Um, but I thought it was a very fun script. I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as nearly as much as uh, his last one, uh, Glorious Bastards. I thought it was just a tad bit better. Uh, but Christoph Waltz is in this as well, who also played in Glorious Bastards. And he stole the show again for me, just like he did with Inglorious Bastards. I thought his performance was brilliant. I so much enjoy this guy. More and more, the more I see him, I really enjoy it. I also thought Leonardo DiCaprio really stole the show in this movie as well. Uh, he does not come into the film till almost an hour and a half into this, uh, which... Uh, I was going to complain about the length of the movie. I'll tell you. I'll, t- I'll mention that in just a second. But he doesn't come in until very late into the movie. But he is just dynamite as the uh, main antagonist of the story. So overall, very good. Lots of violence. I haven't heard the N word that many times since I seen New Jack City or Boys in the Hood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's in it a lot. So if that's something that disturbs you, I would not suggest to see the movie. Uh, but he also throws in a lot, a little bit more. There's a lot more comedy, I thought, in this one compared to some of the other. With some very scenes, you could tell was deliberately drawn to bring in a a laugh more than anything, and I, I enjoyed that part of it. Uh, but the length of the film, and it was two hours and forty minutes or something like oh, that. It's that's long. Very for a long. Tarantino film. Well, Glorious Bastards was very long too. I think it was two oh, and a half hours, wasn't long. it? Well, and I, in all fairness, I will say it did not feel that long, and I think it's just because it is it does have a nice, well paced, just like Inglorious Pastor did. So there's not really too many slow points, so it moves right. along pretty good. But it is long to actually commit my yourself to a, a movie in the movie theater that's going to be nearly three hours of your time. That's, you know, by the time you watch the previews and all that other stuff, you're in that movie theater for probably about three hours. It's like so, Hobbit time. You gotta... Yeah, that's Hobbit time, yeah. right. So it, that makes it a little bit hard to see. But overall, I, I, I enjoyed it. I give it uh, I give it at least three and a half stars, maybe four in that category uh, if you like Quentin Tarantino movie. If you're not a Quentin Tarantino fan, you're not going to like this. He didn't go off and do something that, out of the ordinary, you know what I'm saying? It's a typical right. Quentin Tarantino movie. So there There's you go. A lot of blood, a lot of guts. Yes. A lot of swearing. <laughs> a lot of swearing, absolutely. Uh, but it was it was good. It was it was good. Well, that's good. Um, well, that wraps up this episode, the 26th episode. Yeah, uh, we're moving right watch. along with these, aren't we, buddy? Yes, and as always in 2013, we will try to get better at scheduling these things, but. Life is always in our way. You have one of your kids is graduating this year. Yeah, so that's right. That's I a got big one. Deal. Yeah, and big deal. Uh, you know, I'm sure you'll be planning a family vacation, and so will I. And you know, stuff is gonna happen. But yeah, we'll keep, but 
we'll keep watching TV. That's right. Stuff's going to happen, but that's the big thing is that uh, it's a labor of love for us to talk about yeah. uh, television and movies and stuff like that. And yes. me and you are, unless I'm wrong, Chris, I don't want to speak for you, buddy, but I, I plan on continuing to keep watching lots of television and movies. So I'm Maybe sure too. we'll have plenty to talk about here in 2013. So Yes, I, I've been reading on the news like people are pledging things like one is like run a marathon every month. I'm like, who could do that? No, it's not like we're pledging to do that kind of stuff. We're no. pledging to sit down in front of our TVs and watch it. Yeah. So that's yeah, the easy this part. Is, this is the easiest thing for us to do. <laughs> and uh, and so, we're good at it, too. We're yes, really good at it. <laughs> we we might have to talk about Mad Men when it premieres because that's going to be a big deal. Yep, that's coming out this, uh, this uh, spring, so that's something spring, to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. All right. Well, you can... Leave us feedback, as always, at feedback at whattowatchpodcast.com. You can rate us on iTunes if that's how you hear us. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Dr. Quest on the Twitters, and you can find my co-host at Jay Panhorst on the Twitters, yep. which he just posted a video of uh, his Christmas vacation. I sure did. Try to so. do something a little creative with uh, the old... Usual boring uh, videos of people opening presents and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like everyone was having a good time there. So yes, it, well, it, it helps when you just take the the, the good parts, Chris. Yes, <laughs> that's when the, you the, can the edit. that's right. The magic of editing can make everyone look like they're having the best time of their lives. <laughs> they did well. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. All right, see you, buddy. See ya.